Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming horse market in China, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Jojo Wang from Shanghai and Hong Kong, introducing China to the world. Happy Easter, Zoe! Hi, Jojo. Happy Easter to you too. Thank you. Where are you? I'm in my hometown in the south of China, Guangxi Province, enjoying Easter with my family. Oh, cool! Enjoy, Soyi. In our weekly China Horse Business podcast, we will share exciting news from China. If you like our podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share our voice with your friend. Yep, and your support will empower us to move forward. On the other hand, we also host a monthly webinar to connect overseas acquired businesses to Chinese decision makers. So, if you have a plan in expanding your business into the emerging market in China, please feel free to get in touch with us at contact at wonder-horse.com, and we will send you more informations about the webinars. So, without ado, let's move to our China news today. FWD Champions Day is a highlight of the international horse racing calendar in Hong Kong. The new emerging wave of talent will be square off with the Hong Kong elites at the FWD Champions Day on the 24th of April this Sunday at Shatin Racecourse. Three Group One races, including FWD Queen Elizabeth II Cup, FWD Champions Mile, and Chairman Sprint, to compete for 65 million Hong Kong dollar prize money. As some of you may already know, since January this year, the Hong Kong Jockey Club has banned clubs, members, and horse owners from entering the race course for the race meetings. But the good news is the Hong Kong government is now easing the social restriction, and the Hong Kong Jockey Club has been exempted from the government's, and horse owners are allowed to attend the race meeting for the FWD Champions Day. Staying in Hong Kong today, we will bring you to a local equestrian club in our China Club section. Clearwater Bay Equestrian Center (CEEC) is a private member-based equestrian center. Established in September 2008, the Beijing Olympic Year where Hong Kong held the Olympic Games for equestrian. The club hosts the BHS approval for chain yard and riding school, and all coaching staff are BHS qualified in different stages. A team of thirty-eight horses and six coaches provide lessons to clients at different levels. All staff in the stable are receiving at least two hours of training per week to develop their skills and knowledge. Most importantly, the management has a zero-tolerance attitude towards aggressive treatment of any of the horses or ponies. Yes,、yeah, so one thing I must mention in this stable is their horse retirement fund. Of course, they're horse lover doing similar action. But what is unique about CEEC is that they are doing it so systematic and transparent. CEEC has taken very close care of each horse and treats them like a family. And during the process of retirement, they disclose every step of the process, and this definitely provides the horse lover and donor a confidence in where the money is appropriately distributed. Until today, they have already retired nearly twenty horses back to their dreamland. Wow! What a wonderful action to demonstrate their lifelong love and care for our horse friends. And I hope we can help spare the world, and the program will help more horses in the future.
Xavier in our China Story section today. We have a guest from the Polo Field. He is the president of the Polo Club in the Imperial College in London, and he is actively competing in Britain. Let's listen to our conversation with Arnold Liu. Hello, Arnold. How are you? Hello, Jojo. Hello, Zoe. I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Knowing that you're basing in UK now and you're a polo player yourself, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into the polo field? Okay, no problem. So, um, hello everyone. My name is Ziwen Arno Liu. I'm currently studying a Master of Theoretical Physics degree at Imperial College London. And polo-wise, I am currently the chairman of Imperial College Polo Club. The captain of Metropolitan Polo Club New Generation Team, and the first Chinese playing member at Guards Polo Club in Windsor. I started polo with Imperial College Polo Club, where during the Freshers' Fair, I was persuaded by the then captain to try a new horse-related sport rather than continuing shoe jumping,、uh, which I have been doing for twelve years. And immediately after the polo tester session, I decided. The polo was indeed more suitable for me than show jumping because it's more physical, more fun, and it's a team sport. Great. So, by knowing that you are very dedicated in the polo field at the moment, and what kind of competition did you join or planning to play this year? So, in the past four years、uh, in the UK, I have competed in the university as part of the new generation polo team. In the、uh, Metropolitan Polo Club Autumn-Friendly Tournament, and also the、uh, Nine Dragons Hill Polo Club Noblesse Silver Cup, where、um, my team won the、uh, the champion and the second place. And this year, I'm joining most of the local tournaments organized by the Guards Polo Club with my very own team, Minwing Polo Team, and it will be the first Chinese polo team in the club's history to compete in the full season. Arnold. You are graduating this year from your master's degrees in the UK. Are you going to stay in UK or are you returning to China right away? Um. So my current plan is after my graduation, I will stay in the UK for a bit longer to learn more about how polo is professionally played, managed, and presented in the UK. I think those aspects in polo sports will be very useful for me. Personally, and for China Polo in future, if I return to China, and sure, as you said, you play alongside some Chinese fellows in the UK, and you must have an in-depth knowledge of what is going on in China's polo sport. And what will be your vision for the sport development in the next five years?、Um, do you think there will be some obstacles for the sport to develop in China? And if there are some obstacles, what's the plan to overcome them? Right. Yeah. So polo in China is still quite young,、um, meaning a mature industry is not yet formed in China for polo. And during my time in China last year.、Um, The obstacles I have observed were were mainly because the previous polo matches and polo club they they were very dependent on foreign players and foreign professional managers. So because of the pandemic, those people left, and now the polo clubs are very short of staff. But at the same time, I also saw 
some very promising aspects of China Polo. Um, the clubs are very active in dealing with the uh, problems I mentioned previously. So the polo clubs have formed partnerships. They are helping each other to recruit uh, professional players in China, uh, grooms, and also coaches, and also uh, some of the club managers. They also organized inter-club tournaments for their clients, so the people will get to know each other better through those tournaments. Another cool. thing is the clubs are receiving more new clients, mm-hmm. uh, especially teenagers, which is very important because new blood is always crucial for a sport, especially a young sport. And they are, they are really the essential part uh, for China Polo to be self-sustainable in future. So um, in the next five years, I hope the older generation Chinese polo players will be able to spend more time on administrative and organization work to form a more robust Chinese polo authority. And the polo players of my generation will become more mature and more skilled in the sport itself. They will keep bringing professional advice from abroad countries such as UK, US and Argentina. And in general, I see a prosperous future for China polo. Well said. Thank you very much, Arnold, uh, for joining us and uh, sharing your uh, fantastic experience in UK. And uh, we hope that the China polo sports can uh, continue to grow with your contribution and hope you can come back to China with all the experience you have in the UK and overseas. It is exciting to see a Chinese player appearing in the British polo competition. Let's wish him all the best in his dream-catching journey. Yes, and if your business or brand would like to find a Chinese ambassadors to increase exposures within the Chinese equestrian community, please feel free to write to us as well. We will have good ideas for you. Good. Before we go, once again, we wish everyone Happy Easter. Bye. Bye. This podcast is co-hosting by Zoe King and Jojo Wang, powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equine community in China.